Cobra Kai. I can't believe I'm into this show. Anyway, Cobra Kai is all about the underdog. Even the show itself is an underdog. The only YouTube original to gain a strong following. It jumped to Netflix in June and reached an even bigger audience. So many of you tweet me about Cobra Kai. You're like, Grace, you have to get into this. And now it has a hotly anticipated third season and Netflix even wrote to me and said, hey, Grace, do you want to review this show? And I asked you to pick between this and Sabrina because they come out to, uh, you know, one day apart, uh, and you got, it was close, but Cobra Kai won. Also, Cobra Kai has a future where, sadly, Sabrina is ending. Uh, Netflix has already renewed it for a fourth season, which season three heavily sets up. Now, can you jump in just with season three? Because having to go back and watch two whole seasons, plus the Karate Kid movies, seems like an awfully big ask. I was gonna do it! But then the holidays happened, and they moved this show up a week. This show was supposed to debut January 8th. I thought, I thought I had more time. Then they were like, surprise, it's coming out New Year's Day. And I was like, well, there goes doing any of the original uh, stuff. I mean, I've seen the original Karate Kid movies, but I got to tell you, I don't remember them whatsoever. But you know what? You can jump in, which is, again, what I did. And what really helps is that the show splices in scenes from the original movies whenever an adult character is remembering what happened in high school. They're like, let me show you. And you're like, oh, wow, here's the movie. Plus, they use it as a reminder whenever an actor from the original movie shows up and there are some impressive, meaningful cameos here. You're like, wow, you look just like yourself, but also different. I really like that. It was fun. Now, I don't know what the other seasons have been like because, again, I didn't watch them. But in season three, the real focus is on this town's three, that's right, three senseis. And to be honest with you, I don't think any of these guys is a qualified mentor for someone else's kids. Uh, yes, don't worry, I love the show, but you ha I mean, I think this is just so obvious, so we have to talk about it because you, like, you watch the show and you're like, this is nuts. Because uh, while watching season three of Cobra Kai, I kept wondering where all the authority figures were. The school, I mean, the school is kind of there, but they're shown to be massively incompetent. The local government, which also does kind of, I mean, all these things are on the fringe, but ain't nobody doing their job. Because the school, the local government, and the police should all really be stepping in here multiple times. This seems like a part of California where it's still the Old West. A lawless town where people's lives are genuinely in danger. People almost got killed this season over karate. And they're in danger from roving karate gangs. You know how in West Side Story they had dance gangs? Well, on Cobra Kai, they have karate gangs. And a lot of kids in school are interested in karate. I've never seen karate this popular. Uh, and I got, I don't know, maybe in the first two seasons they sell it more. I think more, I saw the focus here is more on the sensei relationship, you know? And I, I don't know, there was, you know, I didn't have it in my notes, but now that I'm thinking about it, there was kind of like an exploration as to why people fight. But, uh, you know, if you fight, you're gonna get punched too. So I don't, you know, I would really advise people not to physically fight with people. Uh, and you know, you can get serious injuries as the show does depict. But I think a lot more, they threw like a small child through a window. That's nuts. That's nuts. His face was all bloody, and I'm like, guys, this is like serious harm. All right, so anyway, uh, the police apparently are only interested in arresting poor Johnny Lawrence or his son Robbie because stalking, 
breaking and entering, assault and battery, and child endangerment all go completely unpunished. But again, as ridiculous as this all sounds, and I think that must be part of the fun, but like, it's nuts. You're like, I don't even know what I would do in this situation because there's no law enforcement. Um, and thankfully, nobody escalates it to like using other weapons, uh, which also, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a fantasy. It's, it's like, these are very serious situations. Like, it's like presented like in a fun, you know, soap opery manner. But you're like, you know, this could, I mean, and I don't know if they're kind of like making light of like gang violence, which is very real in real life. But, you know, the show is so well-intentioned. But, you know, overall, I had a good time. And here's why. Seeing a bunch of uh, older regular guys try to navigate life is not only really interesting, particularly the way it's done here, but Hollywood doesn't usually do that. It's usually, you know, extraordinary circumstances. Although I guess all the karate is kind of extraordinary. But the problems that these guys are dealing with are universal. And the show doesn't pull any punches, which I also really appreciate. Another thing that's really interesting to me is that the format of following kids and their parents has been a TV staple for a very long time. But Cobra Kai literally flips the script, and so it focuses more on the parents, where the kids are the secondary characters. And that, to me, is really interesting, with a particular focus on the dads. The dads always get the least amount of attention in entertainment. And I think it's great to have a show that's so dad-centric. So as I said, our three, our three senseis are the star of season three. But before we get to them, allow, to me, allow me to give you a little guidance myself. Because HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, is back with yet another offer for you. And as 2021 kicks off, it's their best one yet. So you get 10 free meals, 10, spread out over your first four boxes and free shipping on the first box. Now, I'm sure you've been eating a lot of junk for the holidays. Who hasn't? That's part of what makes the holidays so much fun. But wouldn't you like to kick off 2021 with healthy, low-fat, home-cooked meals that are affordable and easy to make? I love the all-kale chicken Caesar, the roasted garlic and zucchini flatbread, and the sizzling hoisin shrimp, all calorie smart meals. I pick meals that are tasty and delicious, even though they are calorie smart. You get all the ingredients you need and fun instructions delivered right to your door, and it takes just 30 minutes max to make each meal. And they even have, HelloFresh even has oven-ready meals. And when you go through the menu, you can see, you know, they are right underneath each lovely picture of the food, so you know what you're going to get. And, you know, mine looks pretty close to that when I make it. Uh, But, you know, they'd say if it's calorie smart, carb smart, oven-ready, a couple other things they have going on there. And those meals... They take just 10 to 20 minutes to make. They're oven ready. You just pop them in the oven and then they're ready. So check off one of your New Year's resolutions right away by signing up for this really good offer. Just go to hellofresh.com BTT10 and use code BTT10 when checking out for free for 10 free meals and free shipping on the first box. And there's a link down below. But again, you go to hellofresh.com BTT10 and use code BTT10 for 10 free meals and free shipping on that first box. All right, so back to our three senseis. Each one has a really interesting journey in season three. We learn John Kreese's origin story in Vietnam. I couldn't believe how far along they went with that. He's such a cartoon villain. But I thought it was very interesting to explore how he became a cartoon villain. I thought they did a really good job with that. There was also a very good tease for season four with his character. I was like, oh, damn it, how far is season four? Danny LaRusso goes to Japan 
Now, I was a little upset that it seems that pretty clear they didn't actually go to Japan. You know, they like just shot in some parts of California and put up some signs and hired some Japanese extras. That annoyed me. But the scenes were so good and I enjoyed the returning guest stars so much, I allowed it. You know what? Maybe they did go to Japan, but I find it unrealistic because they never had a great shot where you were like, wow, they're actually in Japan. That's so cool. So if they didn't get that shot, I don't think they actually were there. But Chosen? Chosen was a great returning guest star. Uh, there are a couple other surprises I don't want to give away. I mean, they've been teased, but there was one other really great guest star. But anyway, Chosen comes to visit America. Uh, I, mean, I hope he comes to visit America in season four, because I would hate for that to be all the Chosen that we get. He was fantastic. As for Johnny Lawrence, wow, star of the show. I am blown away by William Zabka's acting. I'm as happy for Zabka as I am for Lawrence, because Lord knows Zabka's not been getting a lot of work either. So for him to be the star of this show and have such a great meaty role and to knock it out of the park just makes me feel all happy. A lot of guys like Johnny really exist, but they're never explored in popular entertainment. There's no excuses here, no violins playing, no Hollywood twists that save the day. This is just a difficult hand that Johnny's been dealt, and a lot of the time, he's not making his own life any easier. But he keeps going, and damn it, I'm rooting for the guy. I think he's great. As for the kids, to me the standouts are Miguel Diaz. His subplot, subplot about overcoming his injury from season two is real silly at times. Like Johnny's idea of how to help somebody medically uh, in physical therapy is n so ridiculous and downright dangerous that you're like, I can't believe this is happening. But, and also, by the way, there's one scene where they, um, uh, uh, it's a spoiler, I don't want to, but you know, there's, they throw something away and I'm like, you could have donated that. Like it took me out of it. I was like, come on guys. But his, it was totally very Johnny though. But his chemistry, uh, but uh, Miguel Diaz's chemistry with uh, Sensei Lawrence is so good, I really enjoy their scenes. Although, uh, I feel like Miguel isn't protective of enough of his mother. I'm like, Johnny's clearly interested in two women and one of them is your mom. Why are you not more upset about this that he's playing your mom like that? Anyway, all right, so when I saw the flashbacks to Eli's scene in season one, they do that a little bit too, so it kind of catches you up as well. My mind was blown at the transformation. I was like, that's the same guy? Wow. Eli doesn't get a ton of development this round, but he's a very interesting character and he does have two, two of them, two pivotal moments in season three. Tanner Buchanan, he looks nothing like William Zabka to play his son. But anyway, if Marvel won't cast Timothy Chalamet as Wiccan, here's your backup choice. I think he's great. Uh, he doesn't really quite fit here, although his role is, I don't know, he just seemed not to fit in the show, but he was so interesting and had such a distinct look. He, oh, that's the other thing. He doesn't, his look doesn't fit with the rest of the cast. So it kind of like, I don't know, I guess he has no choice but to be an outsider. But, you know, I think he's, you know, he has a lot of um, charisma as an actor. Speaking of charisma, Tori. She's absolutely nuts. But she reminds me so much of the lone female villain in, like, cartoons that I found it hilarious. I hope in season four she finds peace because deep down she seems like a nice person. Also, she has amazing hair and fashion. Uh, she came in one scene and she had like braids and I was like, that looks great. You look great. Like, be like, I know you two women are supposed to fight, but let's just take a moment and talk about how great Tori looks. Maybe then you wouldn't be fighting. Uh, I also think that Joe Seo is very charismatic and I hope to see more of him in season four, which I will now definitely be watching. I did feel that season three at 10 episodes, about 30 to 40 minutes each, 
dragged a bit towards the end. I was like, is this still going? Uh, and perhaps the storyline for season four should have started here rather than just being set up. Because I guess maybe that's what took me out of it. I was like, okay, I get it. You're setting up season four. You know, it was just, it slowed down the momentum of this season. And wow, I hope a police officer and or a guidance counselor, an actual guidance counselor, shows up too. And I also believe Johnny could benefit from counseling because he makes real bad life decisions. So that's my review of season three, which drops on Netflix New Year's Day. Who are your favorite characters? And also, are you a newbie like me or are you an OG Cobra Kai fan? Share, and also, why do you like the show so much? Because it's clearly ridiculous. So what do you love about it? I explained what my thoughts are, and now I'd love to hear yours. Share those thoughts down below. Subscribe today. And of course, as always, you can check out some more videos right now. 